Yeah, everybody hurts sometimes, I know that's what they say. But right now it seems this loneliness won't go away. Yeah. Can anybody feel this heartache? Is anyone around? Feels like we're running round in circles, we can't catch a breath. We can't enjoy the moment when we always want what's next. Yeah. Just when I can't take no more. It's when I hear you say, don't hang your head when you get lonely. But no, I'll never leave your side. And don't go thinking you're the only one that can get it right. Yeah, you got my love, 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 love down in your soul. And yeah, you got my love, 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 and I won't let you go. I know there's nowhere I can run, there's nowhere I can hide From the one who gave his life so I could get back mine, yeah So when you can't take no more Look up and hear him say Don't hang your head when you get lonely But no, I'll never leave your side And don't go thinking you're the only One that can get it right And yeah, you got my love Love, love, love down in your soul. Yeah, you got my love, 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 and I won't let you go. Your mercy is new every morning. Your grace sustains all of my life. You are the one that I run to. In you, I am satisfied. Oh, your mercy is new every morning. Your grace sustains all of my life. You are the one that I run to. In you I am satisfied. Don't hang your head when you get lonely. But no, I'll never leave your side. And don't go thinking you're the only one that can get it right. Oh yeah, you got my love, love. Love, love, down in your soul Yeah, you got my love, love, love And I won't let you go That's good. everybody welcome to Genesis gathering those of you that are with us online thank you for being there those of you that came today to be in the sanctuary thank you for being here let's stand we're going to worship in just a second first I want to mention that uh, this morning we're receiving communion and so at home there go ahead and prepare your elements uh, the bread the juice the uh, whatever you are used to using and have those ready for communion at the close of service also we would love to interact with you and engage with you regarding any prayer requests that you have. So if you have prayer requests, again, whether you're out in the uh, streaming audience or you're here, you can text those to us. Use the number 720-878-3323 and text us your prayer requests. Again, we welcome, this, you, welcome you this morning to Genesis Gathering. And once again, Carol Rojas is going to come and lead us in worship. She has a couple of numbers for us, so...
Hi guys, welcome to Genesis. Feel free to worship with me.
thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here today, for watching online Amen. and just, you know, worshiping together as a family. We thank love you, you, Lord. We praise you in your name. Amen. Thank you, Carol. You want to go ahead and give that to Nina? Nina, you want to grab that mic from Carol? And let's have our question time. All right, you may be seated, everybody who hasn't yet been. And again, if you're just now joining us via live stream, we welcome you. Share the link around with family and friends. And let them know that something special is going on at the Genesis Gathering Church. So my wife is coming. Here's what we do for this next, uh, oh, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. We introduce a question and we want to solicit your engagement. We do that by asking you to think seriously to feel and to respond to your feelings and your thoughts by sharing those with us in the chat window of Facebook or by texting this number, 720-878-3323. Our phone numbers are very similar, so I every so a, often they get confused. I had, a bra I had a brain part leave me there for a minute. So. <laughs> Again, 720-878-3323. If you're texting your answers, you can text them here in the sanctuary as well, or we can bring you the microphone for you to uh, share your answers. Or in the Facebook chat window, we will be monitoring both of those. And here's our question for this morning. If you could only pray one prayer for someone, and that prayer was assured, absolutely going to happen, you would pray what? That's a heavy-duty question. Got to give that one some thought. Could I have her microphone turned up and mine turned down a little bit? I seem a little boomy. Thank you so much. Good. Um, again, question. We need you to respond right now. Start texting. Start typing. If you could only pray one prayer for someone... But, and that prayer was assured it was absolutely going to happen, you would pray what? Now, this isn't prayer for you. This is prayer for someone else. Anybody out there have an answer yet that you'd like to How about answer? in here in the sanctuary? They, they may be typing. Yeah. <laughs> e either, either one, if you're here in the sanctuary or if you're out in the... Anybody, I guess I should look at my, uh, okay, here's, oh, that's the question. The question is repeated out on the Facebook page for you. Isn't that nice of them to do that? It's nice of Barb to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so while we're waiting, how's your morning been? How's my morning been? Yeah. Well, I unplugged the shower so you could take a shower. Wasn't that wonderful isn't that, of me? Isn't that <laughs> odd? I think a shower plugging up is really odd. And I didn't do it. Because it just you know, started I mean, collecting your, your water. Sh your shower drain's like one of the biggest pipes. And did you notice I didn't even ask you how to unplug it this you morning? You didn't. I, Normally, I, I, I ask you. I don't know what came over you. I don't either. <laughs> but you took a shower and it, she, did it plug up? No, it didn't. It, uh, <laughs> the water ran fine. And, and so she <laughs> notifies me. So I'm in my office. I'm, I'm wrapping up my, my uh, you know, preparations for this morning. And she says, uh, guess what? And tells me that the, the shower isn't draining. It pooled. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, we don't need that. 
on a Sunday morning, Lord, how come you didn't make that happen on a Friday evening or something like that? <laughs> Isn't that what your mind does? Lord, how could you? Right? <laughs> you know how busy I am. I, Lord, Lord, how I could you? No, did, I'm saying uh, I yeah, think you that did, way. But I didn't think and, that way. And so, well, of course, because you're, you're much closer to God than I am. So uh, anyway, uh, she lets me know this, but then she suggests I, I am going to pour some Clorox down it. That's our go-to remedy for plug drains. We, we've learned that we can take a gallon of Clorox, just raw Clorox. Which is a little cheaper than the plumbing than stuff. Than the drainer stuff, but it does the same thing. It really does. And, uh, um, and so we, we, we poured a gallon of that down there, which is our de facto standard. And then, listen to this. She mentioned, I'll get something and shove it down the drain. I asked her, you know, is there anything obvious? Did you remove the drain cover? Is there anything obvious stuck in there? She said, no, I did remove the drain plug. I don't see anything, but I will get something and I will reach down in there and I'll see if there's any. She did this all on her That's own. Right. I'm like thinking, dear Jesus. Where this did is, you do with my wife is what he said. This is Acts chapter 2, <laughs> revival, spirit of God dropping because normally Jeff has to do all these things. It is not a, it is not a Nina thing. Now, this has nothing to do with no, our question, no, does it? No, except you might pray that Nina has more than that, more <laughs> of that kind of a spirit about her. All right. <laughs> more of the time. So you've had plenty of time to respond now. Okay, Come I on, have everybody. A couple of, I have a couple of answers. All right. Jean says, I'd pray for their salvation. That's what she would pray. Okay. And Jeff similarly says salvation and a turn of heart in my brother so salvation and that their heart would make a turn okay this person said that they would run into god that they would run into god that would be their prayer for th for this the other, other person mm -hmm. that, that, that that they would run, would run into god yeah into god mm -hmm. let me see if i have any more in here yet okay um Kathy says that my children, okay, okay, this is what she prays for all of her family. Okay. That my children, their children, and their children, and their children know and follow Jesus. Anybody else? Really good. Yes. Yeah. I would pray... Um, protection over my children and you know just in this world we're currently living with in it's it's very important and I missed what yeah. it is you would pray you would pray what over protection them? protection okay uh -huh. how many of you pray protection over your family angels be about the cars we're driving you know yeah I think we've we've done that and that's a serious concern that we all have for our day and how it's going to go. And I think that's a great prayer. We pray protection. And Lisa said that she would pray for peace. Lisa, our daughter. And then I have yours. I'm going to come back up here. Um, okay, and Tanya says, I would pray that they feel the true unending love of God for themselves and that they share it with others. Mm, really good. Yes, and Brad says that you would know the Father and build relationship. Mm -hmm. Anyone else in here? Let's that you would know God and build relationship, build relationship with, him. with him. Uh huh. That's a good prayer. Can I hold that? Um, hang on. 
I, I think I thank you. Um, you know, sometimes if you're if you're answering via Facebook, like I didn't see Lisa's answer, Barb saw it. Now Lisa's answer has shown up on my Facebook page. So if you're answering via Facebook, sometimes I don't get the responses quickly. We're working on this, by the way, in the next few weeks. I understand we're going to have a better method of response. Yeah. We're, we're going to a new platform where uh, we're going to be able to manipulate and control these <coughs> things a, a lot better. And uh, we're excited about it. We're t it's in testing right now. Okay, Lewis, and thank you for this. Lewis would pray for inner peace and Genesis gathering family to multiply. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I have any more via text. Not via text. Let's so by the way, this might be a good place for me to insert. We are back meeting in public. I know some churches aren't. And I was speaking, I was, I was on a Zoom call this week with a number of ministers. And some of them are just now beginning to come back to public gathering. But they're still having, because of where they're located, they're still having to observe COVID restrictions. Mm. And so we just want to let you know we are back completely open. We, uh, there are no COVID restrictions. Uh, you do not need to wear a mask. Uh, we, we hug. We, we love one another. We're, you know, it's a very uh, free. We've also returned. We have our nurseries back open and our children's church back open. So for you that have sort of been waiting for those things, come on. I think I'd pray that they truly know the love of God. Because I think if they truly know the love of God, all, all these other things would, would come from that. I mean, who wouldn't want Jesus if they realized the real love of God. That's kind of my thinking. So if they understand. And, pl and plus they would give it away. Because whatever you possess, good or bad, that's what you naturally give away. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. That would be my prayer. <laughs> Anybody else? You're texting, you're chatting, or here in the congregation? Just looking Anybody? Down. All right. Okay. Well, going once, going one. twice. Now, we do have a second question, and you'll see that on the slide there. So here's the second question. What is the big takeaway from this series that we've done so far for you? I'm, I'm ending the series today. This will be our fourth message. But so far, we've talked about true repentance, tasting the light, partnering with God, all of this having to do with our words, being careful what we hear, that we're farming our way through life, principles like that. What's been the big takeaway for you in this series? Anybody? Sometimes that's hard to, hard to uh, uh, Yeah, it's hard recount. to go back weeks yeah. and, and, and so forth. Sometimes uh, I have difficulty remember what, what, remembering what I've preached between here and the car. <laughs> now that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just trying to be cute. I, I, I try to recall some of the things I've said that are, you oh, know. So the spe in, specific things you said. And yeah. in my notes, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. And then if I listen back, yeah. I think, boy, that could have been said differently. Or I think, you know, I, I feel like God really helped me with that. I think that came across well. Sometimes when I've, when I've preached, and I, I think I said blank, 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 and I go back and listen to it, and I went, it didn't come out quite that way. Right. I thought I'd made this really great point, and point. it was kind of, eh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lewis says, biggest takeaway is that we have control of what we sow by our thoughts and by our words. 
All right. So what? Wait a minute. I got to back up. So back when Lewis said that Genesis would uh, would uh, multiply, Tanya replied, "Does multiplying the amount of children count?" Last week I brought one. This week I brought three. <laughs> see that prayer's already being so see, answered. Genesis Lewis. is already growing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's great. God heard before Lewis <laughs> prayed. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, no, let's no say, one wait a minute, else. Wait a minute. Here? Wait a minute. Here okay. we go. Um, the things. Oh, Jeff says the things I thought about repentance were totally wrong. So he apparently learned some new things about repentance. About what repentance means. Mm-hmm. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome because really that awesome. that word is so uh, obviously commonly used. Yeah. In religion, in it, our religion, and you know, it's so commonly yeah. used. So to misunderstand it. Or misapply it. It is a loaded religious word that carries a lot of baggage, the word repent. And it doesn't mean, 99% of the time, it doesn't mean what and the way people use, use it. Right. <clears throat> Here someone else said, um, information, understanding, and reassurance that God is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Reassurance that God is good. Because, you know, when bad things happen, we, we, it, it tends mm-hmm. to make people think, well, what, what, where, why did God leave me? Why did God, why didn't God, why, you know? It's certainly a doorway for doubt and unbelief and the things, you know, fear. Fear is a big one. And, and, and so staying in the scriptures and having fellowship with Christ is so important for us as we walk through compromises in our faith. So reassurance that God is good. That's great. I love that. Anyone else in here? Anything? Of course, everybody's racking their brain trying to remember mm-hmm. what was each one about. Oh, man, I remember that it was really good. Well, how about if we do this? I'm going to begin this morning by just running through oh, oh. the topics that we have shared. Do we have one last yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Tanya says, my biggest takeaways are... Love covers all. Prayer is a heartfelt conversation, not a list you must follow. Love that. Yeah, very good. Anything else? Very good. I think we'll start. All right, sounds good. Well, so as I said, we have been in a series called Rethink. And on week one, we talked about the nature of true repentance. That the nature of repentance is not, I repeat, is not, Asking for forgiveness out of an emotional encounter with guilt and shame and sorrow over your sin. And so we talked about in depth what it means to repent. In week two, we entitled that Tasting the Light, where we talked about seeing God's provision as directly tied to what we constantly hear. All right? God is not a reluctant God. He's not holding anything back from you. So what we hear and what we say affects that provision, not from God's standpoint, but from our receiving it or walking in it, being aware of it. What we listen to becomes the seed of our life's crop, all right? What you're harvesting is a result of what you've been speaking or saying. Week three, we talked about partnering with God. That was last week that we're farming our way through life. God created the ground and provided it to us to be stewarded. Now that ground is our heart, 
the soil of our heart. And so Jesus says, be careful what you hear. What's he mean? Be careful the words that you are speaking because words are like seed. And the seed choice is mine. The seed choice is yours. You are farming your way through life by the words that you are sowing into the soil of your heart and the life is in the seed. So in other words, if you sow an apple seed, you're going to get apples. If you sow wheat seed, you're going to get weed, wheat. If you sow doubt, you're going to get doubt. If you sow unbelief, if you sow negativism, if you sow words of I can't and I'm not sure and I'll never be enough, then those, that's the crop that you would that you will reap. So we're actually partnering with God. He has already done his part. We must do our part now. Week four, here we are. We're going to talk this morning about scattering seed. Our lips were created to bless. We release blessing by the words or the seed that we speak or sow. Self-awareness, as well as God-awareness, is actualized by declaring our oneness with Christ, partnering with others to help them along their journey is created by acknowledging who they are in Christ. Two things I want to point out there to you. When we speak or sow seed with our words, we become more aware of God or less aware of him, more aware of his love or more distant from it. Again, it's not God's fault. He's not reluctant. He is not withdrawing himself from us, but our words go into the soil of our heart and they harvest then that sense of distance, that sense that we're not good enough, that sense that we'll never be enough, all right? And so we have to change our thinking, yes, but we have to change our words because your words craft your thinking. Your words are what cause the thoughts to come up out of the soil in your mind. If you think that you're going to capture your thoughts and think differently, but you don't change your words, you're fooling yourself. You will never think differently about something or someone until you change the way you speak about that person or about those circumstances. So self-awareness, as well as being aware of God's presence, is actualized. In other words, we bring it into reality by declaring who we are in Christ. That's so important. And then as we partner with others, we can help them in their journey by affirming who they are in Christ. Not what we see, not what we hear them say, not the bad behavior that we observe and passing judgments then. We have to take the high road, if you will, and we have to change what we speak about people by affirming who they are in Jesus Christ. Let's look to our text this morning. It's found in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 24, and then we're going to slip over to Philemon. There are no chapters, so Philemon, verse 6. Mark, chapter 4, verse 24. Then Jesus said to them, 
Pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured or added back to you. So be careful, be cautious, be attentive to, be conscious of, be aware of the words you speak because you are creating a scenario where what you measure out will be measured back to you. And here's how seed sowing works. It gets multiplied. You say one thing and all of a sudden you're harvesting a bunch of things. Seed produces harvest, not just a single replication of what you put in the ground. Seed is always a harvest of what you've placed in the ground or a multiplication that turns into harvest of what you put into the ground. Philemon, verse 6. Ready? This is from the New American Standard Bible. I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effectual or effective through, how? Through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for the sake of Christ. How does your faith become encouraged? How does your faith become more robust? How do you sense a greater awareness of God's presence? By acknowledging the things that are already in you through the person of Jesus Christ. Here is that same verse from the New International Version. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective or will be actuated in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. I want to lay some groundwork this morning, both for finishing this series, which is this final message, as well as the next series that we're going to go into. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, And you are complete in him. Here's the mirror translation of that verse. We are complete in him. Jesus mirrors our wholeness and endorses our true identity. He is, I am, in us. Now that word endorses in the Greek carries the idea of I am. That's why Francois translates it that way. We are complete in him. Jesus mirrors our wholeness and endorses. It causes us to see as in a mirror, not ourselves, but Jesus. When we look into the mirror of Jesus and God's word, we see who we are in him. We see I am, not our failures, not our faults, not our shortcomings, not I can't, not I hope I will someday. We see who we are in him. We see completeness. We see wholeness. It is so important that you reaffirm who you are in Jesus Christ with the words of your mouth that the scripture says that doing so will actually activate your faith. So if you are constantly running yourself down with the words of your mouth, 
If you're constantly running somebody else down with the words of your mouth, then faith is not going to be actualized. You're not going to realize the best of who you are in Christ. So watch this now. We are no longer ruled by the law of performance. We are no longer controlled by an identity which speaks of ourselves as inferior and lacking. You know, I just, I never seem to be able to get this right. Have you ever said that? I never seem to be able to get this right. Well, what are you affirming? You're affirming lack. You're affirming that you're not complete in Christ. You're affirming that things always go that way. And I know that seems like something that's very simple. And how could I spotlight words like that to say that they have such power? But the truth is, our words, Proverbs says, that our tongue is life and death, that you and I have the power of life and death in our tongue. When I speak words that affirm who I am, so for instance, when I make a mistake or when I fail at something I'm trying to do, I could say this, you know, I'm going to keep working at this because I know there's an answer and I'll get it right. Now, I understand that takes a little more effort. I understand that that takes a little more time to think through that, but see, that's just it. We have fallen so into a habit of saying negative things about people and about ourselves that it takes some real diligence and in being intentional to say something else because the negative just seems to flow out. How many of you are listening to what I'm saying? How many of you can, can agree or just say, at least admit, man, you've, you've spotlighted my mouth this morning. <laughs> I have mentioned this before that I've been on a project at home remodeling, if you will, and arranging, rearranging, and cleaning up our garage, which also mandated of necessity taking care of our guest room, our dining room, and our basement because we had things in all four places and they all, most of it needs to be in the garage, but we didn't even have the storage for that. We can't get our cars in the garage and this past winter I just said enough is enough. I'm going to do whatever's necessary. Now, on this little project, I have had a number of failures. I've had a number of attempts not work out the way I expected them. I've had a number of things go either wrong or it turned out very frustrating, at least in the moment. I think I asked during my message whether or not any of you have ever cursed. Now I'm not looking, I don't want you to raise your hand, okay, you don't need to acknowledge that. But even that, I, I have found myself that when I'm really frustrated and something hasn't gone right and here I am wasting time, which is precious, right? Time is precious, I just don't have time to waste. What starts coming out our mouth? It's a negativity, it's a, oh you stupid A, right? You stupid A. That was dumb, right? That was dumb, you stupid A. 
And I've caught myself saying, what are you affirming, Jeff? Are you following Philemon 6 of affirming every good thing that's in you in the Lord? Or are you affirming something out here, a different seed choice that your enemy wants you to sow? And so when I'm intentional, I catch myself and I stop. And I had this happen just this morning, in fact. And uh, right now I can't even remember what it was over, but I was frustrated with something in my preparation and it, it wasn't happening. And so I just stopped myself and I said, you know what, this will work. I'll get this right. I know I have wisdom from God and this will iron out to the glory of the Lord. And I just spoke those words out loud. Are you listening to me this morning? It isn't about what or who I used to be and changing that. It isn't about what or who I'm trying to become. I am celebrating who I already am and I am mirrored when I look at Jesus, I'm actually looking at me. I'm looking at a mirror of I am. I am complete, I am smart, I am brave, I am courageous, I am full of wisdom, I will work this out, I can get that hung, that screw will go in, my nail will not fall out of my thumb that I just crushed with a hammer. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, we could take this lots of places. See, the seed choice is yours. You are constantly scattering seed all day long. How often is that seed choice you make negative, counterproductive to who Christ says you are in his word. What's that movie, honey? Uh, not necessarily even the title, but the little girl is abused by a, a white slave owner and, and the maid, who happens to be a black slave, takes a little, actually, it's not a black child, it's the little girl of the mom. And the little girl has done something wrong and her mom just berates her. And so she walks away so sad. And, and so the, little, the slave uh, goes and, and takes her aside and gets right down in front of her and just holds her and says, you is perfect, you is kind, you is good. I just, it's my favorite part of that movie. And I'm forgetting the exact words that she's speaking. But what she's doing is reaffirming and giving approbation to the little girl. Affirming her worth, her character, that God loves her, that she's strong, that she's whole, that she's brilliant. We can do that by simply choosing the words that we say. I... I'm not, not trying to change who I was. I'm not trying to become less of who I was. I'm not striving to become something else. 
I rest in I am. I am complete, the scripture says in our text here. Philemon 6 and in Colossians chapter 3. I am complete in chapter 2, 2 verse 10 of Colossians. We are complete in him. And see, Jesus is our mirror. I look at him. And see, we wouldn't say regarding Jesus, you are dumb. Jesus, that was stupid. Jesus, what a A. Right? You'd never say that of Jesus. We know Jesus is not that way. Say, yeah, but I'm not Jesus. Oh, au contraire. You are complete. You are in him and he is in you. And he is the mirror of you. 2 Corinthians 3.18. James chapter 1 verse 23. You see, one of our greatest hurdles is our mouth. It says in James chapter 1 and verse 21, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and every expression of evil and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save your souls. This is not talking about your eternal destiny. This is talking about the renewing of your mind. When you acknowledge that there is a word implanted in you, there is something supernatural in you. You are I am. You are birthed of someone supernatural. You are not trying to become. Your effort is not to change who you were. It is to rest in who I am already in the Christ who lives in me. And the way you get rid of moral filth and every expression of evil is to humbly accept the fact that implanted in you becomes one with your DNA. He changed your DNA. And you now are one with him. Accept that humbly. And it will change the way that you speak. Here's a paraphrase of Philemon verse 6. We're going to have it on the screen for you here. We become effective in our faith and our life by understanding all that's in us through oneness with Christ, the implanted word. Speaking words which acknowledge our likeness, our oneness, causes illumination. Words like seeds give birth to the reality of our God-likeness, enabling life as God has it, as he enjoys it. Look again at Philemon verse 6 here. We've read it already from a couple of different translations, but I want to highlight this part of it. And we're, we'll put it up on the screen for you. Again, Philemon 6. Through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you, every good thing which is in you, say it, there are good things in me. There are good things in me. Where'd they come from? Your oneness with Christ. 
He has made you one. That's what he did when he came and he died and he hung on a cross and he went into that grave and then he was resurrected. He did all of that for me and for you to unite us and reconcile us with God. And you now are not just a sinner saved by grace. You are, in the Greek, to be literal, you are I am. Jesus is a mirror of who you are and who he has made you in his Father. Now, watch this. This is also from James, James chapter 3. Our mouths are capable of blessing or cursing. We should not allow them to be used for both. And the analogy that James uses here is one of water. Let's look together at it. James chapter 3, starting in verse 9. Look with me. Now, I'm going to read this from the mirror translation, so it'll be a little bit different than whatever translation you're reading from, but we'll have it on the screen as well. Ready? Verse 9. We can say beautiful things about God the Father, but with the same mouth curse a fellow human made in his mirror likeness. So, Here's one of Francois's notes, and I want to quote him. Quote, The point is not what the person did to deserve the insult. The point is that people are image and likeness bearers of God by design. True worship is to touch someone's life with the same devotion and care that you would touch Jesus himself, even if the other person seems a most unlikely candidate. Do you have people in your life that are unlikely candidates? <laughs> are you an unlikely candidate? It doesn't matter in Christ. My seed choice is to speak what God affirms about you regardless of your lifestyle, regardless of your failures, regardless of the things that aren't working out right and the way you're living isn't pleasing to some sort of moral code. I'm going to speak what God says about you. That's how we journey. That's how we partner together according to Philemon 6, verse 10 of James 3. My friends, a blessing and a curse cannot originate from the same source. Not even a natural fountain produces both bitter and sweet, uh, and sweet water. As, as impossible as it is for a fig tree to bear olives and a vine to produce figs, so a fountain cannot yield salt and fresh water from the same source. Verse 13, humility advertises wisdom. It shows in the quality of your conversation and actions. This distinguishes you with the reputation of someone who is acquainted with wisdom and skilled at understanding. Now we're back to Philemon, verse 6. It is through understanding what God has made you already to be and your completeness in him that you are able to go through this life and this journey with an attitude and a life experience that is God-like, full of God, full of joy, full of passion. It isn't that you won't have bad days. 
per se in, in the context of that. It isn't that things don't go wrong. It isn't that you won't ever fail. It is that you don't focus on those and you don't sow those things to the soil of your heart by repetitive speaking of the negative words. So let's revisit our text once more. This is from the Living Bible Translation. And I pray that as you share your faith with others, it will grip their lives too. Wow. That's why I asked the question that I asked. If you had one thing that you could pray for somebody else, and it was absolutely going to come to pass, what would it be? You know what I would pray? Lord, I pray that you would open this person's understanding to see who you have made them to be in yourself. And that they see in a mirror, as it were, themselves created in God created in Jesus Christ. No more failure. No more can't do this. No more I'm not good enough. No more it never works out for me. No more of that kind of life. No more struggle in trying to be like God or trying to be good enough or earn his pleasure. No more praying more or harder or longer, reading more of the Bible to gain his approval or think that you're more spiritual or that that will bring you closer to God. None of that. You are complete. What I would pray for you is that your eyes would be opened. And I need you to pray this for me, every one of you. Lord, may Jeff's eyes be opened to see who he is in Jesus Christ. Because if he sees that, everything else that he needs is taken care of. And that's why I would pray this. Money gets taken care of. Your children get taken care of. Your vehicles get taken care of. Your career gets taken care of. It changes your marriage when you can affirm who your spouse is in Christ instead of continually speaking the bad or the negative things that you see about them, it will absolutely change your relationship of marriage and any other relationship. I'm going to close with this. I read a tweet yesterday that so... plugged in to what I'm talking to you about that I retweeted it. I don't retweet very many things because you're saying in retweeting it, I agree and this person's voice is somebody that you should consider. So I'm careful with that. Here's what I retweeted by B.J. Thompson. Maturity is when you can disagree with someone without discrediting them. 
See, this is the problem that I have with much of the climate in our culture and in America right now. It's a very sad thing. The violence, the words, the being dismissive of one another, the calling of names, the categorizing one group or one person or one set of beliefs as evil compared to what you believe or the group you're in? Is it possible that I could disagree and yet still not discredit? It is if you take the stance that regardless of what anybody else believes or the direction they're going or their life, you are going to see them as someone Jesus died for, was resurrected for, and that he has already reconciled them to himself and that they, regardless of what you see and hear, that they are as right in God right standing with God, righteous, close in his embrace as you are or as anybody else that you know and admire for their individual walk with Jesus Christ. Yes, that's what I said. Anybody you know, any other human being you know has the same proximity to the Father that you do, is loved by God as deeply as you are, or as your church teaches, or as your group believes, everybody. I was on a Zoom call. Pastor, you said you were going to close. I, 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 I am. I'm allowed three closings. Three. three. <laughs> we're getting there, and then we're going to have communion, so be getting your elements ready, and we'll receive communion at the close of this, okay? I was on a Zoom call this week with a, a, a number of other individuals, uh, all of them in, in ministry of some sort, pastors and so forth. And this topic of the climate, political climate in America came up. And there were some pictures shared and comments made and so forth. And generally the position being shared and the idea of it was that we need to take to task this idea that nationalism equates with Christianity, right? In a word, and I agree. And that the figurehead of the previous four years, of course, was authoritarian and was building just such a country centered around nationalistic thought and that many Christians fall into that whole thing of that they equate Christianity with nationalism and Christianity with who you vote for and all of that. And, and I don't. I do not equate those. But I hadn't said anything and we got to the end of the conversation and I was asked for my opinion. <laughs> and so as sometimes will happen on these calls when I am just quiet until the very end, I said this, I said, you know guys, I, I just don't necessarily feel a call to get into the pulpit and draw those distinctives and preach about 
this or that as being wrong. But I do know this. I said as long as we continue to view the Bible as a constitution to be obeyed and followed and decreed and we are under it, rather than a letter of love and a library, a library of narratives that speak of the love and redemption of all of humankind, then you will always have your loyalists. Every generation has had them. And those loyalists are going to feel like they need to fight and they need to put down others and they need to make their way the right way. This isn't different than other times in our history in America or across the world because people are faithful to a constitution that they feel has to be obeyed. And I submit to you, dear ones, that the Bible is not a constitution to be obeyed. The Bible is this beautiful narrative, a collection, a library of writings that have come from the heart of the Father through men, and they all have the same message. God loves you. He's reconciled you to himself. He's redeemed you not through acts that I have done or that I am worthy of to himself and that I now am complete. And that's not just for churchgoers. That is for every human being on the planet. He accomplished that. He accomplished that in his death, burial, and resurrection. And so for me to demean, to put another down, to draw distinctives and say, you're in, but you're out? How dare I play God? By what judgment? By what authority do I rule? One more thing and I'm closing. I told you there were three. I'm closing with this. So I want to just, this whole series now, this whole series, we've been talking about seed and sowing and be careful what you hear and Listen to this. In the early 1900s, Mary Fraser visited China and brought back seeds to New Zealand. She grew the first crop of kiwi in 1910. New Zealand now produces one-third of the world's supply of kiwi. Through a little lady on a visit, got some seeds, brought it back to a country that knew nothing about or had ever grown kiwi. And now her country produces one-third of the world's crop of kiwi. Could you change a family? Could you change your job? the people you work with? Could, could you change a community? Could you change your church by making a different seed choice and choosing to plant into the soil first of your own heart, but then as you look at everybody else into their hearts, that you come alongside them and you, you, you plant into their hearts affirming words of who God has made them in Christ.
Could we all make a conscious choice this morning that we're going to be more about walking alongside somebody in their journey and improving their life by the things we say and the things we affirm about them in Christ? And isn't that what communion is all about? We're going to transition into that time of communion with this song. Listen, and we'll be right back for communion. Speak the word. 
Take the bread and realize this morning that as you do, supernaturally what is occurring here is that you are validating the fact that you are one with God. There is no difference. You are taking the I am into the I am. Let's take and eat. Thankfully, Jesus condemned sin in his flesh. So when he died on that cross, he disabled the power of sin. So even that doesn't have the effect that it once, the dominion that it once used to have over your life. You're free this morning. We celebrate as we take the cup our freedom. Nina? Nina's going to come and share a couple of announcements with us. And if you want, we can pray that the Lord's Prayer during the prayer time if you'd like. Hey, um, a few uh, announcements. In a few moments, we will have prayer time. So if you have a prayer request, please text it to me at 720-878-3323. I keep thinking that if you're regularly here or watching, you're going to have that number, number memorized, right? Okay, anyway, um, giving, if you're uh, needing, wanting, Ready to, we should all be givers, generous givers, the scripture talks about. But uh, to give, um, and Genesis is where you'd like to give, then you can go online to genesiscc.net um, and press the donate button and get to it. Or you can text to give at 720-730-8510. Or, you, or if you're present here, there's a basket on the table back there. And you can leave your offerings there. There are offering envelopes back there if you'd like a record 
of your giving. If you give by check, you'll automatically have a record of your giving with us. So a couple of announcements this morning. Uh, I want to thank you guys, and there it is. Can you see those pictures pretty well, I hope? There were 15 full, let's say 15, 16, 16 full backpacks, plus two boxes of school supplies that between Genesis and St. John's, we were able to give uh, to the city of Thornton, and uh, as well as five large, large, heavy boxes of food were we brought over there on Friday. So that was really quite exciting. Thank you, everyone, for your donations. And if you know anyone in any families in the Thornton area, now this flyer tells you where you can go get now backpacks. So if you know families, they have to be city of Thornton residents. Um, whose kids need, might need backpacks. Uh, this tells you where the giveaway is, when the giveaway is. Uh, it's both in Spanish and in English. And the date is this Saturday, the August 7th. So if you're here in the sanctuary, grab one from me. If you're online and you need the information, text me at 720-878-3323, and I'll be happy to get that information to you. And something else I want to remind you all of, maybe some of you don't even know, but King Soup, uh, King, yes, King Supers has this amazing community awards uh, program uh, for uh, nonprofits. And it, for any of you who shop at King Supers, any of your food and whatever you purchase along with your fuel, if you get fuel there, if you participate in this program and you choose Genesis as the organization to give to uh, using your loyalty card, then uh, a portion of that comes back to Genesis. It, it, they don't charge any fees. They don't charge you anything extra. You spend your regular amount you would normally spend. So. Uh, you have to go out online to kingsupers.com, and uh, again, if this isn't enough information, I know this is kind of fast, just passing through on a slide, you can give me a call and I'll tell you how to get your card registered with King Supers. Super simple. We, our original name of our church was Genesis Community Church. We've been through a couple of iterations since then, but that's how we're listed with King Supers is Genesis Community Church in Thornton. And then again, all of your regular per, per, purchases, uh, uh, a part of that, a percentage of that, and I want to say I think it's Gosh, 5% sounds so much. But if there's a percentage of that that comes back to Genesis, and it's a great way to give into the ministry without spending anything extra. Okay, I'm going to check and see if there, is, there are some prayer requests. Or a prayer request. Okay, so... Um, Brad is asking that either the MRI comes through this morning or his mother gets released, I, I uh, guess released from the hospital. Uh, so we will pray for that. Um, and then um, for Bernadette, Bernadette's one of our bingo family members. She, her mom and sister passed away within 12 days of each other back in April, and that has also changed their family dynamics and told her we'd be praying for their family. And then for a friend who has let us know that they are 
the tests are unsure whether it's COVID or not. The doctor has asked them to quarantine for 14 days and to pray for, for this person. Let's see. I think that was it. And the, anybody else other than our um, prayer, our Lord, the Lord's Prayer? I was thinking also as we start our prayer time about part of acknowledging good things is to be thankful. I mean, every day I stop. I don't know about you all. Every day I'm getting ready and I look at the clothes in my closet and I go, oh my gosh, Lord. And I, you know, I think, oh, I need this. And I go, you know, I don't need anything. Look at all these clothes. I mean, I'm, I, get, I, I bring home food and I look at this cart and these bags full of food and I go, thank God, I've got food on the table. I've got a, we deal with people here who come into the church who uh, don't necessarily have. And I become quite aware, I've got Kleenex. I know someone who doesn't have Kleenex. You know, thank you, Lord, for my Kleenex. On and on the list goes. And so as we start today in praying for these needs, can we just start with some acknowledgement? I'm going to just say thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask all of you to just take a moment and tell the Lord some things you personally are thankful for. So we do thank you, Lord. We remember how you've taken care of us throughout all our life, Lord. We thank you that you work all things together for the good. We thank you, Father, that we're able to be part of this church service today. We thank you for our family and our friends. We thank you, Jesus, for all you've done for us. And Father, I I thank you that you are working and ministering to Bernadette and her family as they now have new family responsibilities, as they're working through their grief of losing two family members, Jesus. I thank you that you know exactly what they need and that you are touching their hearts with your love and with your comfort and with your provision. Father, for this friend who has COVID, for Brad's mother, Lord, who is dealing with uh, this MRI situation, I thank you for your healing, whatever his mother needs. We thank you for your healing of her. We thank you for healing this friend with COVID. We thank you for being the great physician and taking care of these people's needs in the name of Jesus. We give you glory for it, Father. We give you glory for meeting all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. And so... We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer and end one other thing I did think to say this morning. You refer so frequently, and especially today, to the mirror Bible. Mirror, like looking in a mirror. So some of you this may be new to. It is a relatively new translation of the Bible. So if you would like to get a copy of the mirror Bible, which is still being translated, so there's new revisions that come out every so often. You can, if you want a physical book, then you can go out to Amazon.com. Make sure you look for the most recent edition, what year it was published, and you can order it from Amazon, or you can get it as an app on your phone. And if you'll go out and search in your app store for the Mirror Bible, and I believe... And, and I believe there's also a, a Mirror Bible um, website, so you could go there too. Yes. But 
There is. I'm pretty sure that the on the the you've been using it more regularly lately. I believe that he updates it right on the app when he he's puts still, out new revisions. He's still translating books. Um, he just added the book of Revelation was the latest book Edition, to be added. Yeah. So uh, you know, little by little, because it's just him. It's not a great big committee, and of course, it's not uh, funded by. Right, right. The I, th I think he's been translating for 40 years already to yeah. get as far as he's gotten. So yeah. Most anyway, of the wonderful version, wonderful one. <clears throat> it's called the mirror for a reason because it's all about being mirrored in Christ. And so it's a very wonderful uh, translation. A lot of explanation in it, uh, whether or not it's just for reading or just go find a verse and focus on that for a while. It's a little different than reading some of our other Bibles, but it is, an, as you can see, when uh, Jeff brings them up during the sermon, wow, they're really powerful. Well, he's a Greek and Hebrew scholar. Yeah. And so he translates the scripture then out of that experience and knowledge and skill with Greek and Hebrew. So... Uh, you're not just reading English text, you're reading... He, he's explaining to you why he translated it the right. way he translated it. It's very rich. Let's stand. With this, we'll dismiss and say goodbye to our group as well. Pray with us, would you? Everybody online and those of you here, we're going to have the Lord's Prayer. Now, this is a little bit different version of the Lord's Prayer. It comes from Australia, from a group there of passionate Christ followers who rewrote it in relationship to their own uh, meditation and... Um, the, the scriptures that they've been reading and studying. And I just, I read it one day and I thought, you know, it, it's really quite lovely. So, all right, let's go ahead. And if we could put up uh, the, f the first part of this. Everybody together? Eternal spirit, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, source of all that is and that shall be, father and mother of us all, loving God in whom is heaven. The hallowing of your name echoes through the universe. The way of your justice, the following of peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created things. Be a commonwealth of peace and freedom. Sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, with the bread we need for today, feed us in the hurts we absorb from one another. Forgive us. In times of temptation and test, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great rest of your weekend.